0: This is a very special uh, episode of the podcast because, well, normally I do kind of two types of podcasts, as you all know, Mom and Dad. We do kind of one where I check in on what's a current event, what's happening right now, and others where we have guests. And, um, well, today I thought we would do something very special. Thursday, the first day of the Masters 2019, we have a guest today. Alex, how do you introduce yourself when people talk about, you know, who you are?
1: Oh, well, uh, I would say I introduce myself as, I'm Alexandra Lachlan. I uh, do the content at tournaments for Golf Channel on all of our social handles. And a lot can come from that. So it's difficult to put in just one phrase of my job duties, because um, it's a lot of different things.
0: It's a huge job. And it's, and it's a job that prior to you, did it exist?
1: It didn't exist before. Uh, it sort of turned into 35 weeks on the road. A lot of it by choice because I there's so many things that I want to do and see, especially because I am a lot younger than a lot of my colleagues at Golf Channel. So I, I feel like I have to catch up. I have to go to all of these courses that they talk about. I need to meet the people that they know and learn about the history of the courses. And... It's hard to read about it without having seen it and experienced it.
0: Yeah, I've heard you say so much about your job is uh, just being able to comment authentically on what essentially people are reading about or seeing. I mean, your job as the media is to tell stories about these places that most people aren't going to go to.
1: Storytelling, definitely. And that's where Instagram, I think, has been an easy way to share stories. Uh, because I can go places and just quickly do it. It's, it's easy for me to do it and put a story together, but it means a lot to the people who are viewing it. Yeah. Especially I mean, who I see, uh, cause they say they'll never get to go to those places.
0: Yeah. It's, we've talked a lot about how lucky we are. Um, before we get into what I really wanted to talk to you about was, you know, seeing the masters for the first time in, you know, your own personal way. Right. Um, but also the wonderful experience that you were able to be a part of historically uh, last week of the uh, Augusta national women's amateur, which is, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine how this year will be looked at as decades pass. But before we get into that, I'm so excited to talk about that, but, and that's why this is the live podcast, but the, uh, I guess it would be relevant to discuss a little bit about how you got here. And I guess, you know, what I just kind of was thinking of when you were talking was the, you know, the genesis of your life here, and we don't need to go into too much detail, but to some extent, the, the severe learning curve, it sounds like, that you've had to kind of get on board with. Would you say that that's, how do you encapsulate your career so far with Golf Channel and, and the golf industry?
1: Well, just playing golf and living, breathing golf for so long. Uh, I started at 14, and I just became so enamored with it. And would practice all the time, and would watch so many videos online on YouTube, watch Golf Channel all day, and it's those things that make the job second nature, in the sense of I already love the game, and that's the biggest part because that's what you need to to show when you're working.
0: You uh, you love the game, and you're very good at it. Talk about <laughs> talk about the game for you when, when you talk about you love it. What what, what is it that what is it that you really get from golf?
1: Oh, just improvement. I love improving. I will spend so much time working on my swing, um, no matter where I'm at. I could be hitting the ball perfectly, and I'm working on a takeaway from my kitchen or <laughs> in front of the mirror in my bedroom. <laughs> it just it never ends for me.
0: You... uh are you, 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 uh, some highlights of your golf career? What would you call, w- what would you call the highlights?
1: Highlights for me were sort of breaking the, breaking a hundred, breaking 90, breaking 80, breaking 70. Those are my mile markers. Um, breaking- obviously playing college golf is, was a, a great thing for me, uh, getting a scholarship to go to school, but, uh, just, each year, that's the goal. Break 90, break 80, break 70.
0: So break 70. I'm, I'm curious of the of the people listening. Um, I know my parents won't be able to raise their hand, but, but how many of you have broken 70? And we're <laughs> talking 18. We're not talking, it's not a joke. Your lowest round is 66.
1: 68, actually. 68. It's 68. And it was during a summer where I was playing the most golf. I would go out with uh, my two friends, Ethan and Jack, and we were just high, in high school, and would play every day. And I think just feeding off of other people's interest in the game makes you so much better.
0: Would uh, w- w- are you talking about? To some extent, I've found playing golf with people that are better than me, I get better. Is that do you have you found that?
1: I mean, do you feel like you've gotten better playing with me? Oh,
0: <laughs> that folks at home, that's that's <laughs> nah, what's called nah. a burn. <laughs> that burns. I have. I have no, you inspire me to, uh, I don't know if the word is try harder, but I think it's to, uh, care more because I've gotten involved in, uh, you know, when we're in Nepal playing golf, it's not a score. It's a different game. The game is filming and, and connecting with people on the course. So I become really good at that. Really good at stepping out of, Oh, one lost ball. Big deal. Now we're going to, now we're going to play a different game. But when, when you and I, are lucky enough to play together, it's 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 very different, and I enjoy that.
1: Well, we both care a lot about the game, and we care about so many different parts of it, um, whether that's just the friendship of who we're playing with, the score, we appreciate the history of the course. Uh, there's just so many different aspects that both of us appreciate.
0: So has, has uh, this job at Golf Channel changed... Uh, the way you play the game, the way you experience the game, in the same way that my experience is with Adventures in Golf changing the way I look at the game?
1: Hmm. Um, It doesn't change the way I feel about it, but it changes definitely what I know about it. Um, Because when I look at how I feel about the game, it's the same exact feeling from day one. And that, I think, is amazing. Um, I, I, there's been times where you go in and out of it, but I always get back and get that fire.
0: When you say in and out of it, I can pretend to know what you mean, but what
1: do you mean? (laughs) Uh, there was a time after college where, I mean, I had been traveling so much during school, playing so many tournaments. Um, and after I graduated, I just think I needed some time. I needed a breather and, uh. I don't know what it was, but the Masters was one of the things that kind of got me back into it, uh, which is why it's important to me. I was living in Chicago, which you and I, we live in warm places, but for the people living in the Midwest, like I was, it's hard to not play golf for so long and then get back into it. And it was the Masters. It's April. The weather's starting to turn. The sun's coming out from behind the, the skyscrapers and it just makes you want to play. And that was a big turning point. Um, it was about a year maybe before I started working at Golf Channel. And I just remember it was Masters week and I I couldn't wait to get out and play. And that's when I really got back into the love of the game.
0: You know, it's funny. I've been in L.A. ever since I started playing golf, so the seasons have sort of left me. Growing up in New Jersey, it was very normal to, you know, have seasons and snow and things like that, and so I don't think maybe even until right now that I've realized that, you know, we look at uh, the Masters and Augusta National on television, and sure, it's beautiful grass and there's pine trees and pine straw, but there's flowers everywhere. And, I mean, obviously there's flowers. We all know that. There's all flowers. There's dogwoods, there's azaleas, and there's bouquets of flowers. And They're not bouquets, but whatever. (laughs) But it's it's the simplest rendition of spring for a golfer.
1: Yeah, I would say that is exactly it. Because everything you see when you're at Augusta National, and even on TV, resembles that turn of the season.
0: So um, you you uh, you you come to Golf Channel and you had wanted this job before you got it is that right?
1: I didn't know specifically what I wanted. I knew that I needed to be in the golf world.
0: Interesting now let's let's pick that apart because I hear this a lot. People love golf and then they say it, it's it's not a religious thing but it kind mm. of is on some level you know people love something and then they decide, Oh, I need to change. I need. I. I can't do what I'm doing because I'm not living my life. And then they decide, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to give it. A, I've. I've just got a message the other day from a guy who said, you know, I want to thank you. I. Uh, I left my job, and wow. and now I work at a golf course. <laughs> and I mean, who knows what that actually entails as far as the decision making process? I mean, money is obviously a factor when we look at our jobs and, you know, what we need to do to provide. But, but you basically say. I have to do this. What what is that? What what happened? Do you remember that that moment?
1: Yeah, I, I remember exactly the moment. Uh, Twenty sixteen, Hazeltine. It was Ryder Cup, and I got to the first tee in the first row at whatever time they opened the gates. And I was sitting there, and I saw Fred Couples walk by, Nick Faldo walk by, and. Golf Channel was down there, who now I I know those people, (laughs) which is great. But that was when I realized I should be down there. I would love to be on the first tee. My passion for the game is so strong. That's just what I need to do. And, yeah, I've told you, it's pretty cool that this year I got to go to Ryder Cup. Um, And I was on the first tee doing interviews. (laughs) So it was great.
0: Did that occur to you? You were there... I think I saw you. Uh, yeah, I was working I was,
1: with European Tour on the on the first tee, day one.
0: I was uh, in Los Angeles, not keeping a normal schedule, watching it in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I remember. I think I was watching it on television, and uh, and and going through Instagram at the same time. And I re- I messaged you. Yeah, you I messaged I said, me. <laughs> and and you know what's? Fun? Yeah, I remember the message now because I rarely experience uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. I really don't. I don't. I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be usually when I'm there. But that, I remember I messaged and said, I don't usually feel this way, but I wish I was there, like in a real way. And I mean, we both know going to a golf tournament is difficult, especially when you work in golf. There's a lot of logistics involved. But there you are on the first tee on the grass. Are, are you, do you think back to uh, the other Alex that said, I wanted to be there?
1: I think about that moment every day. Every day of realizing when I wanted to work at Golf Channel. And you need to, because that's what makes you ready to go for the day ahead. That's what makes you the best version of yourself is realizing why you want to be there.
0: Why do you think that's true?
1: It just, it just makes you understand that there's a purpose for you being there. And that if you believe it, and somebody else did too, that, there's a reason that you ended up there.
0: You know, it's so funny. I, I, um, we were earlier this week. We were at a party, um, with, uh, with the people from the PGA Tour that are, in, in, without any question, responsible for my life today. And I remember Chris Wandell came up, and I've, you know, definitely let him know as many times as I can how grateful I am for him calling me and saying, hey would you ever want to host a show? And I'm saying, I'm not a host, but are you paying? And and then they, they said, yeah, and I was like, okay. And I saw him at this party and I said, I, I got choked up because I was like, dude, you changed my life. Like, like, maybe not a U-turn, but a hard right. Um, and so, w- w- that it sounds like you experienced that as well. And, um, you know, without, you know, needing to kind of dissect that any further I guess we we look at um our lives now what what do you say is the 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 uh the moment where you're existing in your job and you really feel it do you know what I'm saying
1: When I feel most connected to the job or when I feel most connected, yeah. What was was
0: the other option before I choose option one? (laughs) It's option A now. (laughs) Option A. Uh,
1: I would say, well, there's been quite a few, but the very first moment was when I was sitting on a plane. I think it was actually going to players last year in 20, uh, maybe it was in 2017. I was going to players and this this dad was sitting on the plane next to me. And he looks over at my phone. I have my Instagram out. And he said, oh, my daughter, who's just beginning golf, she loves you. And she, you are the reason that she asked for golf clubs. And you know what? To me, that was the thing that has stuck because that's all I want. That's awesome. And, and people talk about growing the game, but to actually see another person added to this list of golfers in the universe that just makes me smile so hard
0: yeah that's i can't imagine i mean i mean i can't i mean it's
1: yeah i mean people say people come up to you and say it um but that was the first time
0: yeah because it's almost like that's the why it's it's like it's like the why of wanting to leave the grandstand and stand on the tee box that's one but and i don't think i don't if i didn't think that there was something else out there. Like, I remember I wanted to get into golf. I got into golf. And then I actually found myself a little dissatisfied at some point. And I was like, I'm not going to, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to do golf anymore. This is like two years into it. And then, and then that happened. Someone said, Hey, you, you made, you made me want to play again. That's like, that's like the, the real thing. Um. So, well, let's take, let's take a quick, let's take a quick break. We're going to go to a commercial, and then and then when we come back, I want to talk to you about how many days have you been here in Augusta now? <laughs> You've been here for like nine years. This is,
1: this is week two, coming off of the Augusta National Women's Amateur Drive, Chip, and Putt, and now what has turned into a week at the Masters.
0: Okay, so we're going to come back, and we're going to unpack that. Everybody stay tuned. All right, everybody, got a quick word here from Precision Pro Golf. The makers of award-winning golf rangefinders is offering their best deal of the year exclusively – to listeners of the Eric Anders Lang Show, that's right, my listeners, you, literally you, if you're listening to this right now, I'm talking to you, at you, on behalf of you, no, on behalf of Precision Pro, but, but I'm speaking to you with my voice, as you can tell. Back to the script. My listeners are getting the absolute best deal on the rangefinder that my golf spy said is the best value rangefinder on the market. So right now, the NX7 Pro Slope Rangefinder is on sale for $40 off in celebration of a certain golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia, which I am actually mere minutes away from. But it's even better for my listeners. Check it out, because you're going to get the Precision Pro, and you're going to get $10 extra off if you type in uh, ERIC at the promo code is E-R-I-K. So that's $50 off. So if you do the math, which some of you are good at, I know, some of you are not, I also know that. So by that math, that means that our listeners can get the NX7 Pro Slope for $50 off at precisionprogolf.com. I did already do that math for you, so that was a bit of a—I kind of did the work for you there. Sorry. It's the beginning of the golf season for most of the country, and now is the perfect time to add a rangefinder to your bag. Um, Personally, I've been using the NX7 Pro Slope for a while now. Um, It's kind of nice because you can tap it, and then it just finds the stick. You can also use it on bunkers or trees, which obviously both of the things you do not want to hit. So in that case, you're trying to avoid those obstacles. So hit it longer or shorter than the number that the NX7 Pro Slope gives you. Obviously, that's course management. That's not uh, not where we we don't really get into that topic very much. But anyway, the NX7 Pro Slope comes with the industry-leading precision care package that includes, check this out. This is actually the best deal. It includes free lifetime battery replacement services, a two-year warranty, and all the features that golfers want, like slope-adjusted yardages and pulse vibration to let you know when you hit the flag. Go to PrecisionProGolf.com to add the best rangefinder to your bag today. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. All right, folks, you know my favorite golf shoe, don't you? I think you do. It's three-stripe life, y'all, and that means Adidas. Um, and so anyway, I just wanted to tell you that when I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Tor 360, obviously, and, uh, they've made a huge update to the Tor 360 and, uh, the two letters that it's concerned with are the letters X and T. Okay. The Tor 360 XT changes the game. Okay. It's lighter. So your feet feel even better after a round. By the way, a light golf shoe is what I'm all about. A heavy... There are some other companies making heavy golf shoes. And I'm just like, by the way, I weigh enough. There's enough going on. I'm carrying a golf bag. I'm carrying my team. Um... Tor XT changes the game. It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round, and it still features that boost, y'all. Do you know where boost comes from? It And boost is cool because it only comes in black and white. I don't know if you noticed that. And actually, they the guy who made boost like was going to bring it to some other, you know, they, they were shopping it around. And everyone else said no. Adidas was like, I'll take that boost even though it's only black and white. And what did Adidas do with it? They made it awesome. I'm looking at boost right now on my feet. Boost on my feet. Uh, and it has an X shaped traction system that gives you insane stability. Literally, it's not sane. It's literally crazy. Your feet will literally be like, I'm crazy. Best part, it comes in spikeless. Ooh, that's tight. The first spikeless ever in the history of the Tour 360. Crazy, comfortable, and perfect for the course. Get your pair at Adidas.com. Thank me later. Follow Adidas Golf for all the latest and greatest. That's all true statements right there. Check it out. Go support Adidas because they're a good company, good people. I like it. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. All right, so we'll go uh, in a timeline. We'll go uh, closest to recent history and then go back. So, so let's talk about... Uh, Monday. Monday is your first day doing what?
1: Well, Monday is my first day going to Augusta National for the Masters. But it, all, it actually all starts Sunday night. Okay. Uh, I was with you. we uh, We knew we would love to go to the Masters, but this week has a lot surrounding it, where it's good to be in Augusta. Everybody's here. So not the end of the world if you don't actually get to go to the tournament. But you're,
0: sorry, let me interrupt. You, you're talking about what a lot of people don't know about, which is that the Masters is essentially the golf industry, um, you know, kind of meet and greet. You you essentially have to go. There's clients and future clients and, and old business partners and and you you the who's who all goes. And and I don't really include myself in that list. We're talking you know, the, all of the heads of all of the governing bodies come to discuss business and things like that. And so that's what you're referring to, is if you don't get a ticket, no big deal, I'm here to work.
1: Right, it's, it's work, uh, day and night here. Um, but Sunday night, we actually, <laughs> we received passes. And that was the, the next day we would be going to Augusta National, and that would be my first time uh, experiencing it. Which is weird, because we go to these events... And I tell people that this is my first time at the Masters. And it's so funny because I can't think of any other subject where that's the talking point. Is, oh, it's, this is your first time. Tell me like, tell me about it. Everybody wants to hear what your first experience is like. Interesting. I got Interesting. That a lot.
0: So, so it's, as if, uh, it's as if they're saying, oh, this is your first time seeing this painting. Or the, what do you see when you see it? Is that, is that what you mean?
1: That's exactly it. And? And I I think it it almost changes every time what I say because I think of something that has caught my eye throughout Monday at the Masters. There's so many beautiful things. And just thinking back about it now, it's so exciting. It's really so exciting.
0: You had uh, perhaps a, a slightly rare experience on Monday, which was that we were... You know, we showed up when like like you said, we we didn't have any passes this week. It wasn't really very organized at all. we We figured we'll play golf if we don't do that or whatever. And we get uh, two tickets to Berkman's, which is you wrote a wonderful article about it that is uh, uh, available to be read. Should you read it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go to golfchannel dot com for that. but Berkman's that is something i I didn't know much about. A lot of people don't know about it because it's not too accessible to everyone. Um, And so, yeah, we were lucky enough to go and, and Berkman's is sort of this separate universe right off the fifth fairway of Augusta national. And you have to have the Berkman's pass to get in,
0: which you are conveniently wearing.
1: I all right. I am wearing the pass to get me in <laughs> it, the Masters mood. Says,
0: sadly, it says Monday on it. It is, it is not valid.
1: Maybe they'll let me in. <laughs>
0: it's quite a formidable pass. It's it's bigger than uh, it's bigger than most. It's about what is it? Three inches by five inches, six inches. I don't. I'm measuring it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, w- I would say, which, yeah, I'll wear it proudly.
0: It's actually pink it's pink and white it says the masters and it says berkman's place on it and so and so i had been lucky enough to go once so i kind of had a had an idea of what to expect but for me it's always fun to go someplace with someone who hasn't seen it because i get to see it for the first time again
1: yeah and i i asked people on instagram to send in what they thought and either a you know what it is and you want to share your experience or B, you've, you know what it is and you have never got to go and you just want to know everything. So yeah, I think that's why it was nice to write that article just to get it all out there. But at the end of the day, going to Augusta National and going to the Masters, it's, that's the experience uh, no matter how you go about getting there or doing it.
0: Yeah, you ended the article really well by saying it doesn't uh, what did you say?
1: I said that it doesn't matter what entrance you come or go through. It's you're going you're going to leave differently. You're going to leave changed.
0: We were walking on the first fairway. I think this was we We were lucky enough after Monday going to Berkman's Tuesday we also got some passes <laughs> uh it it that has been a fun part of it all is sort of just roaming through the world that we live in and just sort of being okay with either outcome and Tuesday we end up there after a rain delay and uh we're walking up the first fairway and you said something that I had never heard, which was a way of you know I think we come to a we come here and we i for better or worse, we're always trying to contextualize and understand what this is. It seems like that's probably been happening since the first one. It, woulda- it's
1: hard. Well, when you go somewhere that is foreign and difficult to compare, you, you want to find something that, that brings some sort of familiarity, which I mean, I, I know walking around, I would name a few movies that it reminded me of. But
0: Augusta reminded you of movies?
1: Yeah, different different Hollywood movies. Tell me. I mean, when Berkman's, when you're walking around, it's like you're it's like you're in a in Harry Potter, walking down Diagon Alley. You're walking down this beautifully structured lane of restaurants, um, with the shop, the the gift shop, the pro shop, and it feels like you're in a completely different world. You are not in Augusta, Georgia. And then when you get onto the course, it's almost like it's almost like Jurassic Park. You're you're inside the gates. Everything is green and lush, and trees that you wouldn't typically see. The flowers, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect has meaning. Um, the flowers, yeah, just the flowers are something so special, but no dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> you, it's funny because the idea of Berkman's being this like magician's uh, neighborhood, right? And 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 you can just see the students of magic walking through pilgrimage to some extent. Uh, they're in their they're in the only place they want to be. And then and then the idea of Jurassic Park, I'm visualizing people who are walking around with their mouths open, <laughs> just just completely in awe. And even if it's not their first year. So, so, and I actually, the funny thing is the contextualizing thing, the comparisons, it's, it's impossible to stop. I did it in Scotland. You know, I, 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 I unfortunately do it a lot. And I, let me not unfortunately, but I, I do try to just let it be what it is right? sometimes, you know, I mean, it's hard, it's hard, but I think we all struggle to understand. And I think that's the way we understand it. So this is like that. This is like that. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like that. I guess it's a metaphorical way of thinking.
1: Yeah, I think it just helps your brain understand what you're seeing when it's something so different, and Augusta National is very different.
0: <laughs> it's unlike any other. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Jim on the pot. You, uh, you, you made a metaphor on the first hole. You know what I'm talking about. You, you well,
1: said... I, I compared it to a holiday. Uh, essentially, uh, there's so many things. Uh, around the Masters, surrounding the Masters, that are similar to a holiday. Um, we drive around the neighborhoods here in Augusta, and everybody has their flags out. There's golf carts outside the restaurants that are decked out in Masters logos. It's, I mean, it, it could be similar to a Christmas tree, it just, <laughs> but it's a Masters flag.
0: And then the aspect of, even if you're not in Augusta, you celebrate
1: family. It, it brings people together. You, it's the same time every year. You know, the first week of April, every year it's master's week. Uh, you, I don't know. I mean, I would watch it from my couch every year with my parents growing up.
0: I think without question, the, 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 um, you know, when you're star, have you been starstruck ever?
1: I haven't because everyone has, Surprisingly, been so genuinely kind to me. Um,
0: what about with Mark Wahlberg?
1: All right, okay. <laughs> well, I haven't starstruck. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> were you? I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I was actually.
0: Well, can you under, Can you identify what that even means through your own experience of that moment?
1: I think it's when you just really truly admire someone for everything they've done. I mean, Mark Wahlberg is—he has many different things he's involved in, different companies, different interests, uh, a hard worker, uh, does a lot of films, plays a lot of golf. And you don't see that from every movie star where they have their hand in so many different things. And so that was true admiration for Mark Wahlberg. And are you comparing this to Augusta National? Well,
0: I was, gonna, I was thinking of a couple of things. Like, well, I was just trying to understand what being starstruck is. And I've only been starstruck once. And I mean, I've been, it's not for lack of celebrities. Right. Right. I was, I was at Jen Aniston's wedding. Wasn't Starstruck. Larry David was there. You know what I mean? It was, didn't matter. That didn't get me. What got, when I was most Starstruck was with Bill Burr, who, um, whose podcast I listened to He inspired me to start one. And I think part of it is that is because I listened to his podcast and watched a lot of his content. When I, when I finally was sitting next to him, I think, I think what happened was is that he wasn't, he was different than on my view of him. You know, I think I was, I think, I think maybe being starstruck is reconciling my version of Bill Burr with reality Bill Burr. Do you know what I mean?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: And I was going to say, I think, I'm curious to know if that's what happened with you with Augusta because I know a lot of people say, this is my first time, and usually you say, what 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 stuck out? And then usually they say, it's just different than what it looks like on TV. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do. I don't know if it is that. It, it, it doesn't look that different. It feels different. That, that's, the, that's the change. Is You can look at something on television and realize it's beautiful and see the green and the colors. But it's not until you're on site where you can really see the textures. And that's, that's the difference.
0: When you say textures, what do you mean?
1: It's the flowers of how deep they go back. There's so many rows of flowers and you walk past bamboo that's lining the gates and-
0: Bamboo. I saw the bamboo. We saw the the bamboo. Never seen it. It's
1: the, there's bamboo, the, the trees that you can actually see how tall they are as opposed to just the visual on television.
0: Yeah, I remember at one point we looked up and I was like, these are the tallest trees. I mean, they're, they're so tall.
1: The trees, the flowers, it's no matter how beautiful they look on television, you just can't see. I don't know what it is. You just can't see how, how big it all feels. Um, but I love the flowers. And it was actually uh, the Berkman's family in 1857 uh they came from belgium and they bought this land that augusta national now sits on and they turn it into a plant nursery
0: i i had no idea
1: (laughs) yeah uh and that's actually why the holes of augusta national are named after flowers that's sort of in tribute to uh the berkman's family and the plant nursery where it where it all originated from
0: i i feel completely unprepared like when did you learn this and how to write know this <laughs> that's incredible yeah because we all roll off dogwood you know all the names of all, golden bell that those were all of the products that were being created at the nursery all the different plants and I mean I'm assuming they sold them at the nursery or something I mean I guess we don't know that but
1: I mean, I don't know exactly what they were selling in 1857,
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a different different uh, market. <laughs> Fascinating. Correct. I didn't know that. So, well, because a lot of people I feel like come, and I had this conversation with someone just the other day, like first time, and they they usually say that the the undulations around the greens, they don't, you don't ever notice. And I feel like if you're listening to this, if you listen to any master's podcast or... Any media about Augusta, you've probably heard that, so we don't need to dig too deeply into it. But um, what what um, what what else? What else did you see out there?
1: I think it's how everyone acts. Uh, nobody is afraid to talk to each other. I think not having a cell phone on you is a big part of that. Uh, it's the you- only
0: term of the year where you can't bring a cell phone.
1: It's the only tournament of the year. You you check it at the front. They make it very convenient. But I don't think people know what to do if they're not on their phones when they have a split extra second. And now you sort of just make eye contact and you begin chatting it up with someone, uh, which I think is amazing. And obviously the conversations go straight to talking about the Masters because that's something you know immediately you have in common. And you can go pretty deep niche golf (laughs) right away with with what you want to talk about because everyone has a master story
0: to the point where you can't bring a cell phone we we ran into a couple people that you know we brought in a camera you and i were taking pictures of everything and you know uh, for your article on berkman's we took we took a bunch of photos and we had a couple people come up to us and say Hi, I don't have a camera or a phone. Can you take a picture of it and email it to me?
1: We've got a lot of people on our camera roll right now. <laughs>
0: we were even thinking it'd be funny to go without a camera and and just have a bunch of people take pictures of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See how many sent them through. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it is funny. You you do find in that in that in that moment where you can't grab something out of your pocket, you just sort of have a casual conversation with someone whose name you don't need to acquire and. You don't need their business card. You just, you just merely need to experience this together, and that's it.
1: And this, the past two weeks here in Augusta, and not even outside of Augusta with all the events, they've been huge talking points. So I think everybody is so jazzed about golf right now. Um, women competing for the first time at Augusta National. We saw it last week during the women's amateur uh, that I was covering. Uh, then we had the women's major, ANA Inspiration, Drive, chip, and putt. So we've got the future of golf that competed right before the Masters. They had the the national finals on Sunday. There's just so many incredible things for the game going on in these past few days.
0: Well, you know, I mean, that's the interesting thing when you look at the history of the Masters and the the idea of moving forward. is It's interesting because a lot of people think of the Masters as, you know, steeped in tradition, which is absolutely true but at the same time even from its beginnings it's always been about innovation in some ways like when you look at the way the course is run literally from a from a from a foot from the foot traffic perspectives you know i mean it's just it's well done like they've 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 used you know um i don't know sociological habits of how people like the, the 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 merch tent is unbelievable it's like it's like clockwork but I just remember last year being in the, uh, the press room when Chairman Ridley was talking about, you know, three daughters and making a priority out of women's golf. And it's so cool that you're here to see the beginning of that as a, as a woman who grew up in the game playing all different types of golf, competitive golf, and now golf media, played golf in how many countries now?
1: Eight countries now.
0: Eight. That's up there. I don't even know if i played it. I've played it in something <laughs> like eight, maybe like 11. I think something we've like been
1: adding them up. We've
0: been, we've been trying. We don't remember. But I guess I just sort of look at that. And I mean, I'm just trying to sort of pull out more meaning from that, from your perspective of spending so much time on the LPGA and now being here. And what were your interactions like with the, with the competitors?
1: The competitors of the Women's Amateur? Yeah. They were so excited to be here, beyond excited. Uh, everyone that I talked to, uh, Jennifer Cupjo, who ended up uh, winning this year's championship, I don't think she's ever experienced anything like that. And she is the number one amateur in the world.
0: That's incredible.
1: <laughs> so for her to say something like that, it means a lot. But Augusta National has had moments in its history where like you said, has been incredibly innovative. And I think it was the early 50s, I mean, 52, when they started recognizing uh, the top, the, the lowest amateur to compete in the Masters that made it through the cut. Um, 1952, they, they received a silver cup. And it's just these things that mean a lot to the players. Um, yeah, we know Stu Hagisad, he he got it last year. But things like that, they just mean a lot to the players and it makes it something more to work toward for the upcoming golfers. Yeah. And now these younger females will have another opportunity to look forward to.
0: And you have, you grew up with Jennifer, didn't you?
1: I did, we, we spent a lot of time practicing. Uh, her brother, closer to my age, Stephen Kupcho. Uh the three of us would practice out at Omni in. <laughs> I think she spent a little more time on the range than I did, apparently.
0: (laughs) Right. So, um, what, what, like, tell me more about Augusta. You know, I just, I'm just curious just to hear you talk, like, like when you think about, I mean, it's probably hard to contextualize it even now. I mean, it's only been a handful of days, like maybe nine. Right. But but being in and around all of this, what does it what does it do for you? Like, what, where does it leave you at? Are you left like having questions answered? Are you left having more questions? Are you left with a feeling? Are you are you kind of are you two in the middle of it to even realize what what it all means? Where are you at with it all?
1: I think I'm just wanting to keep going deeper and deeper and analyzing it. Um, Monday we obviously walked the course. Tuesday we got to see more of it and I think it's just going deeper and deeper and then really pulling apart each hole which you got you got the opportunity to do that when you played but for me I'm seeing it from basically outside the rope so I have to take a longer look at it when you're not playing the course so I just I would love to spend another day just walking around looking at <laughs> looking at the lines off the tee and where you want to hit it hit your approach shot. Those are the things that can make it a little easier to understand the course.
0: You, uh, you, you uh, talked with Bo Hostler a bit, a friend of ours, before you got here. What did, what did he say to you?
1: He said, listen, Augusta National is my favorite golf course. <laughs> so when you go there, take everything else aside and just look at the course as ground and what it, what it does. And there's no way that you can't love augusta national
0: that's an interesting thing to think about because we're talking about you know the idea of the holiday or the idea of the history of the Berkman family, which I didn't know until ten minutes ago. but you know when you look at all of the stories that augusta or and the masters is you you almost have a hard time just looking at the course for what it is because you look at it and you see, oh, this is where you know. Louis puts it in from, you know, I don't know how many yards, 267 with a two iron or, or, you know, this is where, oh, Tiger was in the trees here. I mean, we did this when we walked around. I remember it was like, we were
1: saying all of these. I mean, there were a lot of historic shots at, at, at Augusta national,
0: every hole, but
1: I will say, you did say to me, this is a tournament where it's more about the course than the players. Isn't that right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, our first day, how many shots do we see hit?
1: We saw three shots in. <laughs>
0: three. I saw an iron from the fairway and two chips and some putts.
1: We saw Kyle Stanley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was it. And Larry Mize. But yeah, I mean, he, well, and that's why Starstruck for me came up. For because, because the idea of seeing it for the first time and not quite being able to fit it into my understanding of it, it was different. not they, they weren't congruent. It looked similar, but it wasn't. It was different. The spaces are different. So, what are you looking forward to as we continue here? We've got a, you know, a little bit of golf left here at the Masters before the week is over. What are you, you're looking at, seeing lines? Are you? Are you do you? Are there, is there anything else that you're kind of curious to investigate?
1: Well, it's difficult being in Masters Week and going to golfing heaven because you just want to go and play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I can (laughs) relate. But no, I think just being in this environment and getting to talk to everybody and you're constantly learning different things because everyone knows something about Augusta National. So that's all you need to do. You just need to be this week because the information comes to you. You don't know what to expect. So just wait for it to happen.
0: Have you found that to be true to some extent in your job? I mean, your job is not necessarily very cut and dried. I mean, it's it's not like Go pick this up and drop that off. It's basically go find something out, right?
1: Yeah, go find it out. You don't wait for anything to come to you in the job, and you don't want you don't want surprises. You want to know. You want to know information going into it, um, and that's why I said I am so eager to be on the road and going to so many different places because I want to go find it out. I whatever it is, um, honestly, any anything, any information is good information to have.
0: It's interesting that I hear you say that you don't want surprises because I feel like in my. Well, it, for, I mean, first of all, in my own life, like I know, I look at that as being, I've, I've somehow engineered a way where in my work I can say, <clears throat> I prefer not to know, and we'll see what happens. And I don't know. Maybe that plays well. I'm sure that our jobs are very different in that way, right? Is that, you know, you kind of, you know, have to produce something no matter what whereas in a lot of ways I can kind of maybe not fudge it is the word but you know what I mean
1: no I I get the surprise initially but it's getting there finding things out and then sharing it with the public factually and then you can go on and talk about your experience of understanding it for the first time
0: yeah I mean in some ways golf is a surprise Right? you. Know, you, you Sadly. <laughs> <clears throat> Surprise, I don't have a swing today. Um, where are you at in your game right now?
1: My game feels good. I got new clubs, so visually looking down, it's just so nice.
0: You had clubs that were from uh, a, a different era, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they were the clubs that I got in high school, and I've sort of been the person where... I don't need to have the newest technology because I'm all about the swing. I want to focus on the swing and the golf ball and the ground and the elements, like just the raw parts of golf. Uh, but obviously, something changed, and now I've got a new new set of gloves, and I'm ready to go.
0: You, you're so you're not like a you're not gonna get down with a track man. You're not gonna you don't you don't care.
1: No, I absolutely will get down with the track man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a wonderful player. I love playing. You're very creative. You, you, uh, I've, I've seen you see a shot and pull it off under pressure. You're talking about when you beat me the other time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one example, yeah. There was a, there's
0: <laughs> others. There's others. Um, what? Uh, I don't know if I have any more masters. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Yeah, I mean, do you? You were the one that showed me around the Masters for the first time. Do you think my experience was different than yours? Or how I reacted is different than how you did?
0: It's interesting. I I'm sure it was different. Um just because it can't be the same, right? I don't I don't. Maybe maybe there were moments where it was identical. I don't know. I mean, you know, for me it felt like I was sort of uh you know, when you buy a present for somebody and you watch them open it, that's what it felt like for me not not like I'm the you know not like I had any real part in producing any of it, but you know it was uh or or, or when you watch someone do something that they're proud of and and you're and you're happy for them in a, in a real way or when you watch someone get some type of success that that's the way it all felt for me and then I mean for me for me it was emotional individually just because I was realizing that uh, I was slowly um becoming part of it that that it that it was becoming part of me that what this, do you mean by that Well, when you arrive, it's foreign and you're foreign. you don't know each other, and now here we had developed a bit of a relationship and and we had had a history together in many different capacities as a fan, as an employee, as a player i mean. There's only one left and I'm never going to get there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to compete at least in the tournament, the masters. I mean, I could be a marker maybe, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was, it was, uh, shocking to feel that, to feel it weave into my own life. That was not expected.
1: Well, it's interesting too. I mean, people this week, they talk to me about the present because this is my first year going to the masters. People that talk to you, they are talking to you about the past last year when you, played the course so we're sort of just living in different moments
0: yeah yeah i didn't think about that <laughs> that's true i tried to tell you about every shot i hit
1: <laughs> i think you succeeded <laughs> it sounds like you had some really good shots a birdie on one and a par save on 18
0: <laughs> yeah we didn't really cover 12. <laughs> 12 12 was sort of where it all went downhill Oh. <laughs> I did get on my knees on Amen Corner. Um I mean, I think the great thing, uh, it, because I was praying to find the ball, um, I think the interesting thing about Augusta is that, you know, when you look at the history of the media and how much that really plays a role in uh, the way we absorb golf, whether it was in the 30s in a newspaper or later in television or now on social media that you know the masters has done such a great job of getting into that realm shout out to marty smith and the whole team doing the podcast we i did a podcast with them that's out now if you're bored of this one you can go over there and listen to that but you know i on what level are you you know did did you have that experience going through the media center and being like i'm i'm part of this team of cadets building buildings feels bigger
1: <laughs> bigger everything feels bigger and a lot of that was the same for the women's amateur players, bigger stage, bigger, bigger set of eyes on them. So it's unique to relate to them on that level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that, I remember I spoke with Dottie Pepper briefly and she said, it's so cool to have a weekend where it's all about women's golf. That was, that was, uh, you know, some. I mean, you was, it? it's almost like, geez, brilliant. Was it engineered that way? So smart.
1: Well, making steps in that direction, you can't go wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say what's next for you, but I already know. <laughs> On your schedule. I don't know. I mean, I don't...
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good schedule coming up, and it, it's been a good year. And I think this is sort of a reward, and I didn't go to the Masters last year, and it's almost like things come at the right time. Yeah. I am in a good place in golf where I'm ready to experience this and truly appreciate it at its peak.
0: Anything else to add?
1: No, I'm just excited. Hopefully we uh, get some tickets for this week. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening and you have tickets. Uh... Here's the hotline number. You're not going to yeah. win anything, but we'll take something
0: <laughs> from you. <laughs> 1-800-2-TICKETS-B. <please. laughs> um, well, thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric. This was good. And thanks for showing me around. Of course. It was my pleasure.